Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to go in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. And um, we are still in this. Uh, I was thinking about it either yesterday or, or, or Friday, just praying. And I said, Lord, I feel like I'm, I feel like we're kind of dragging this series out, you know, and that's just me and God talking. I can talk, I talk to God that way. And, uh, and I just felt like the Lord said, you ain't dragging it out. People are just now getting it. People are just now getting it. And, uh, and, and then he kind of just reminded me of how he's blessed this church. Not just before, but how he's blessed this church since we began to do a series on the Holy Ghost. How, how numerous people have been saved and baptized in the Spirit. How healings broke out. How people have been delivered and conviction of God has fallen on people and they've gotten stuff right with God. And, and how the finances have just went through the roof. I give God praise for that. Living in the land of Goshen. Amen. Come on, somebody. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And you know that you were Gentiles carried away. I like how he said, you know you were. Not are. Now, he's not talking about Gentiles as far as not, as, as not being Jewish. He's talking about sin. Sin, the sin nature and obeying the sin nature. And you know you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills and the Holy Spirit is willing. I want you to say that on the count of three. Are you ready? One, two, three. The Holy Spirit is willing. I promise you, you ain't waiting on him. He's waiting on you. Now I want to go to one other passage of today that's going to be very prevalent uh, to what we are preaching today. First Corinthians chapter two, first Corinthians chapter two and verse one. This is going to line up with this part of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, verse one and brethren, when I came to you. And brethren, when I came to you, did not, did I, uh, I can't see right now, to you did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the living God. Hallelujah! But in the power of the living God. Glory be to God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devil right now. I declare the victory of Jesus Christ over him. And Lord, I loose and invoke the authority of the name of Jesus over this house. And God, I break down any kind of curse or anything the enemy may try to bring against this service. And I loose the kingdom of God and the power of the Holy Ghost right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, look upon my availability and not my ability. And God, pour your anointing back on me once again. Pour your glory on this place. Spirit of God, move because there's so much that needs to be done and there's so little time left. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, we yield to what you want. We yield to what you desire. Move in this place and break down every mindset and break down every feeling and every, and every kind of thinking that is not lined up with the word of God. And Lord, I pray today, loose your glory. 
glory on this house. And Father, I pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. And everybody that agrees, shout amen. Hey, don't be seated yet. You need to talk faith into somebody. Tell five people right now, the Holy Ghost is going to turn your life around. Tell them right now. The Holy Ghost is going to turn your life around. Oh, hallelujah. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is going to turn your life around. Hey, we got a tongue in the house. Hold on. Oh, glory. Give us the interpretation, God. God, give the interpretation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why still the Lord your God, saith the Lord? When you say there's chaos all around, I say unto you, where your storm may be strong, yea, I am strong. Yes. Well, I say unto you, look unto the hills which come into my help. For your help comes from the Lord, saith the Lord. Though your adversary the devil, he may come to you to the north and the south and the east and the west. But I say unto you, look unto the hills which come to your help. I am your help. Yes. I am with you always, and let me remind you, saith the Lord, lest you forget. I am with you all the way, even until the ends of the earth, saith the Lord. Yes. Let's give the Lord a praise for the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Come on, somebody shout for the Lord in the house. Glory. If you're a newcomer today, that's what you call the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And it has been done decently and in order. In the name of Jesus, it is edified and building up the church. Say amen to that right now. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise in the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. When we be, listen, when we began this series for teaching purposes, I broke this, uh, I broke the gifts of the Holy Ghost, these nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. I broke them down into three different categories. And I told you uh, that the, we had the vocal gifts, we have the revelatory gifts, and we have the action gifts. Now, just in case, uh, just in case you're new here or you just started hanging out the last two or three weeks and you don't know yet, we're a church that does not believe that the gifts of the Holy Ghost passed away with the apostles. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. We still believe the gifts of the Holy Ghost are operating in the church and they're here to edify and build up the church. Glory be to God. Today we are moving into the last three gifts that we've been teaching on. The action gifts. And the action gifts are they, they are followed in the word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and it is the, it is the working of miracles, the gift of faith and the gifts of healings. The working of miracles, the gift of faith, and the gifts of healings. Now, I just want to put my disclaimer out. I'm probably not going to get into teaching on those three gifts today. I felt like the Holy Ghost said, I want you to bring just a little bit of like a, a precursor, if you will. I want you to bring uh, just an introduction to these three gifts because I can stand up here and preach on them and teach on them, and you can have knowledge of them, but if you don't have no hunger for them, I said, if you don't have no hunger for them, they ain't doing nobody no good. And so today I'm standing up here preaching under the anointing of the Holy Ghost so a hunger would arise. There would be a hunger. The Bible tells us earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, church. Glory be to God. Have you ever heard some of that religious talk that says, well, I don't want to just come to God and ask him for stuff. The Lord said, would you please ask me? Would you please ask me? I am a good father. I ain't even like your earthly father. You might have had a good earthly father, but your, your earthly father was limited. But our heavenly father is not limited. And he can give you spiritual gifts and me spiritual gifts. And he can give somebody in Buck Tussle, Texas spiritual gifts all at the same time. And he has not been limited in any kind of way. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find. Hallelujah. 
ask of him, church. When teaching and preaching on these gifts, I, I want to just throw this out here. When in the past, when I've taught and, and preached on these gifts, I've noticed several things that happened when in the church. Number one, people, and, and this might be some of you today, but I, I'm, I'm saying this so that you will not fall back under the same old stuff you fell under before. I'm saying this so the devil don't wrap you up like he has in the past. But I have noticed that, that the first group of people automatically disqualified themselves. When you just heard the working of miracles, the gift of faith, and the gifts of healings, there were certain people in this auditorium that just said, well, I'll never do that. Now, you might have done it subconsciously, consciously, but you did it. Can I tell you, you, listen, don't, you, I don't even know why you're disqualifying yourself. God ain't disqualified you. The blood of Jesus has made you worthy, and the Holy Ghost is the one that gives it to you. Who are you to disqualify yourself? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Some believe that God, uh, God just gave these miracles to the apostles and to Jesus for the writing of the word. And so, so in other words, they, these three gifts, these action gifts, the reason you've seen them in the Bible so much was just so the Bible could be written. That sounds good to human understanding and man's knowledge, but it's not biblical. I mean, it's real good religious talk. But it's not biblical. The miracle signs and wonders that Jesus did and the apostles did were done by faith through the same Holy Spirit that we have. That first Peter chapter two says that we have. He said that Jesus was our example. And since Jesus was our example and Jesus had the same Holy Ghost that we have, then we can do the same things that Jesus did. And yea, he said, greater works you shall do because I have ascended unto the Father. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.15 says, we do not have a, great, a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. If Jesus operated in the earth, listen to me carefully. If Jesus operated in the earth with a different Holy Spirit than what we can receive, then he was not our high priest and he could not be tempted in every way like we was, but he is our high priest. He is our great high priest and he was tempted in every way but yet he sinned not if he had a different Holy Spirit how could he be tempted to doubt if he had a different Holy Spirit how could he be tempted to do things that we've been tempted he was tempted in all ways and yet he sinned not the apostles were people just like us look at your neighbor and say they were just like you now look at the other neighbors. Say they were just like you. Listen to this. They were ordinary people filled with an extraordinary God. Therefore, they were operating with the same challenges that we are. But they did mighty things for God. How? By faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, how could they do these things? They were ordinary people. Just like you. Hallelujah. I believe some of them might even been to jail before. You don't know. I don't know either. I believe some of them made some mistakes much like some of you have. Like I have. I believe some of them have fell down and, and scuffed their knee a couple times just like you and just like me. I believe they were ordinary. I believe some of them had families and I believe we know that some of them had businesses and we know that some of them's temper would get away from them and we know that some of them would doubt even in the face of Jesus. But Jesus said it's not by your might and it's not by your power but it's by my spirit saith the Lord. He said, this is how these things are done. Sometimes we fall into the sin of worshiping ourselves. Not that we're high and exalted, not that we try to put ourselves up there, but we try to put ourselves so far down that we begin to say what goes in our lives instead of God doing it, instead of God saying what goes in our lives. And when we say that God can't do something in our lives, we begin to make ourselves God. And that is what you call idolatry. And it's time for the church of America to step down off of their idol, step down off of their idolatry and begin to put Jesus. 
Jesus back in the place where he belongs and let the power of the Holy Ghost move again. Yeah. These apostles were not educated men. You ever, I heard people say this. I can't do that. I can't go lay hands on the sick. I don't know the Bible like you. Who said you had to be educated? Who said you had to have uh, 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 something behind your name? PhD. Who said that you had to know everything about the Bible for the power of the Holy Ghost to move? Whoever did it, they're lying to you. The disciples were not educated men because in the book of Acts, they said these are untrained men. And how did these things happen? But we know they've been with Jesus because they got a boldness that nobody else has. They were untrained men. They were uneducated men. But they were moving and had the power of an eternal God flowing through their life. This is what the Lord wants for you today. That you hunger for this. Have you asked God for the gifts? Have you asked God that he would heal people through your hands? Have you asked God that he would work miracles through your hands? Have you asked God that you would have mount, you would have mountain moving faith? My God, church, we're playing out here making mud pies when we could be eating manna at the Father's table and doing great exploits for the glory of God right now. Hallelujah. The apostles were not educated men. They did not even have the Bible to go by. All right. Come on, Pastor. Come on. They, they had the Old Testament, but the Old Testament was promises of what was to come, not instructions. My God, we have instructions. Man, it tells us how to pray. It tells us when to pray. It tells us if there's any sick among you, you call for the elders of the church and anoint their heads with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and they shall recover. It tells us if there's demons among you, you turn around and bind them in the name of Jesus and cast them out. We have instructions. They didn't even have a Bible. And we're moving under this kind of power. These guys were... These guys were armed and equipped with the same thing we're armed and equipped with. Somebody say, what's that? It's Mark chapter 16. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is what they had, church. They had a promise from Jesus, the same promise we have. My, I'm telling you my goal today, and I believe it's the goal of the Holy Ghost, is to get a bunch of people so hungry that the Holy Ghost gives them an impartation today. And you show up tomorrow laying your hands on people. And the kingdom of God begins to break out everywhere you go. And the devils begin to cry out. And all of a sudden, miracles begin to happen in your life. They were armed also with what we're armed with in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive dunamis, dynamite, power. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in the both Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the other parts of the earth. So I'm telling you today, don't you disqualify yourself. Amen. Who are you to disqualify yourself? You don't even belong to you. If there was one message that needs to come to the American church right now, it is this. You are not your own. If you are your own, you're lost and on your way to hell. But if you're saved and on your way to heaven, the Bible says you have been bought with a high price. You have been bought with the blood of Jesus. You are precious in the sight of God and his eyes are on the sparrow. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Who are you to say that about yourself when you don't even own yourself? So we have people that disqualify themselves. And then we have a group of people in here that says, well, I don't need the, I don't need to the gifts of healings. 
I don't need the working of miracles and I don't need the gift of faith because that is for the people who are like, uh, like preachers and stuff. That's the second group in here right now. So what you're saying is this is for one group of people to do this work, but it's not for me. Again, who are you? My God. Holy Ghost hit this place. We are hungering for a lot of stuff that ain't even biblical. We're wanting stuff that is constantly taken out of us instead of putting in us. Holy Ghost hit this house right now. I pray there'll be such a hunger that they won't even call the staff anymore to come lay hands on. They said, you ain't no need in calling the staff. We called one of your members and the glory of God showed up down here. I pray the day comes where they got people foaming at the mouth and devils coming out of them and they can't even get the staff down there quick enough. One of y'all show up and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of them. I pray the day comes where they can't even call the board and the leaders and somebody just shows up and says, I am a blood-bought Holy Ghost filled child of God and I attend Abundant Life Church and the Lord says greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Watch this. And they lay their hands on them and they recover in the power of the Holy Ghost. This is what I'm looking for and this is what the Holy Ghost is looking for. Glory be to God. This is what he wants. That you get so full of the spirit, you get so bold. Oh, glory be to God. That you get so bold the next time somebody says, well, I don't know if it's God's will for me to be married. You say, devil, shut up. Get out of them. I don't know if it's God's will for me to be healed. Devil, shut up and get out of them. I don't know if it's God's will for me to be blessed. Devil, shut up and get out of them. That's what Jesus did when Peter came talking that nonsense. He said, get behind me, Satan. You don't eat. You're not even mindful of the things of God. I'm telling you right now, I feel the Holy Ghost hit this house right there. You're not even mindful of the things of God. There's so many people. You're so inundated and saturated with man's wisdom and what the news is saying right now. You can't even get with what the Holy Ghost is wanting to do. But in this last day, there is a remnant that will arise and glory shall follow them and the power of the Holy Spirit shall be in them. And I will do great exploits and I will say big mighty things through their voice. Thus says the Lord in this time. Imagine having a voice that's so powerful under the anointing of the Holy Ghost that when all the politicians, they think they got all the answer, and when all the false teachers, and when all the false prophets have joined their hands together and say, this is the answer, there's somebody full of the Spirit that shows up and says, that is a lie, and thus says the Spirit of God, and the power shows up. This is what we're looking for right now. People that have the spirit of God and an anointing on their lives. Glory be to God. What's this got to do with the gifts? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not given to the church to make it cute. They're not given to the church for show. That, that gift of tongue and interpretation of tongue a while ago, it wasn't for you to get the, the heebie-jeebies or the goosebumps. I praise God you got the goosebumps. Some of you, conviction fell on you so hard, you're just trying to stay still. You, can't, you don't know what to do right now. You're like, if I get up, they're going to think something's wrong with me, but I can't hardly sit here right now. The gifts of the Holy Spirit have been given to the church. Listen carefully. If you don't write nothing else down, write this down today. The gifts of the Holy Spirit have been given to the church to do the heavy lifting. To do the heavy lifting. In the Old Testament, do you know that the priests were not allowed to sweat? Now, they didn't get them priests like I do either. <laughs> I feel like they would sweat if they would preach like I do. They were not allowed to sweat. Why was this? 
because they were, they were supposed to bring the glory of God in with them. And they were to bring that presence of God in with them. And when they would bring the presence and the glory of God in with them, the presence and the glory would do the heavy lifting. The church needs the lifter to come back. The church needs the heavy equipment to come back into it once again. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. The gifts of the spirit are to build the church and they're to make the work light and less burdensome. Well, pastor, the, the work of the ministry is heavy. Well, let the Holy Ghost show up. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Let the Holy Ghost show up. Well, pastor, it's just tough in my home. Let the Holy Ghost show up. Oh, pastor, it's tough raising these knuckleheads as kids. Let the Holy Ghost show up. Well, pastor, it's tough in this business. Let the Holy Ghost show up. And I'm telling you, when you let the Holy Ghost show up, he will do the heavy lifting. Hallelujah. He is the power of God. Now think about this. Jesus was ascended into heaven and the church was not growing. Not only was the church not growing, but in 10 days, everybody say 10 days. In 10 days, they went from 500 to 120. That pastor ain't gonna have his job long. My God, you lose 380 people in 10, 10 days, something's wrong. It went from 500 to 120 in 10 days. Nothing they did could, could do, nothing they were doing could grow the church. Nothing they, nothing they said, but watch this. But when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues, everybody say gift. The gift of tongues showed up on the day of Pentecost. It went from 120 to 3,000 in one day. Why? The heavy lifter showed up. Oh, glory be to God. He showed up on it. He showed up and when the Holy Ghost showed up, all of a sudden people were convicted in their hearts and they said, men and brethren, what ought we to do? And Apostle Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and you and your whole household shall be saved. And this gift is for you and for those after you and for as many as generations that shall call on the name of the Lord. I heard a minister describe the gifts of the spirit in this way and I thought it was very good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal it today. Not steal it, I'm borrowing. I gave him his credit anyway. It's mine now, praise God. But I heard him say, he said, this is the gifts of the spirit. He said, I was riding. He said, I was in Indiana and I was going by two big cornfields. Praise God for the northerners growing corn up there. Amen. But I was going by two big cornfields. And he said on one, he said it was, it was time for the harvest. Time for the, the harvest the fields. You know, you can't let the corn sit out there and just forever. You got to harvest at the right time, church. We'll let that sit for a minute. And anyway, he said, I went by and he said, I, I saw this field and he saw, he said, I saw, uh, you guys are familiar with the Amish people, right? Oh man, they build great houses and cook great food. They don't believe in any electricity or anything like that. They don't use none of that. But he said, I saw a group of Amish people out there and they were, they, by hand, they were harvesting that cornfield. And he said, and he said they would, they would cut it. The men would cut it and the women were tying it up in some, some bundles and, and the kids were coming up on horses in this carriage and they were getting it, throwing it on back of the, uh, on back of the thing they had behind the horse and taking it up there to the barn. And he said, man, that, that's pretty cool how they're all working together, but it seems like it's hard work. He said, I rode down less than a mile later and I seen this other cornfield and it was completely harvested. It was completely done, Pastor Antoine. He said, and I looked down there in the bottom of them, there was this big old combine. And he said, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost told me, he said, the gifts of the, the, gifts of the spirit are the combine in the cornfield. 
He said the church right now, they're out there with their hands. They're working, Jeremiah, with the sweat of their brow. They're sitting out there and they don't believe in what, what God has already told them is for today. And they won't use it and they will not flow with it. And they're out there trying to get this field and they're 25% done. And another person down there that's got the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he's already harvested the whole field and going on to the next one. Church, this is why we have to have the gifts of the Holy Ghost because I'm telling you when he shows up on the cornfield it gets reaped a lot faster it is a lot easier and it is a lot better. Give him praise if you believe it in the house of God. Glory! This is what it is. We have churches out there, the harvest of the field's supposed to already be done. And they're sitting out there 10% done, doing it by hand. When they're the Holy Ghost, the combine sitting over there saying, hey, you want me to show up? Some of you are sitting there trying to fist fight through your family issues, fist fight through your finances, fist fight through your marriages, fist fight with your children, and you're trying to do it all yourself, and the Holy Ghost is sitting outside the door saying, hey, would you like me to show up right now? I can make things a little lighter, I can make it a lot easier, and I can do it a lot better. Oh, hallelujah, I think I feel like preaching now. That's what the Spirit of God is doing. People say you keep preaching on that Holy Ghost, you're going to drive people away. I beg to differ. 90% of the church is at 10% capacity right now. We're almost at 100%. Well, most Sundays we are. I beg to differ. I think there's a hunger. People are saying, what is the answer? What is the answer, preacher? And I went down there and they gave me a 40-minute sermonette. I went and got in my Corvette and lit up my cigarette. What is the answer, pastor? I went down there. They were so religious. They told me I had to have certain clothes on before I showed up. I went down there. They told me I couldn't even wear makeup. I went over there. They're not even preaching from a Bible. What is the answer? I'll tell you what the answer is. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the gifts of the Spirit and it is the anointing of God. That's what is the answer right now. That's why you showed up and didn't go somewhere else. Glory. That's why you're here. You got tired of somebody shoving cotton candy down your mouth every Sunday. You got tired of somebody spoon feeding you ice cream. And you said, my God, I can't grow this way anymore. I need something that's going to help me and my family. We're in the storm of our life. We're in a dark time. Who has an answer? God has an answer. He is the spirit of the Lord. And his word is true, church. He has an answer. Hallelujah. It's the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Well, preacher, you can't let that go on. The church is too big anymore. I beg to differ. Hallelujah. My God, you can't. You can't lay hands on people. Don't you know what's going on outside that door? You're exactly right. It's going on outside them doors. I said you're exactly right. It's going on outside them doors. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's what's happening. I praise the Lord for every one of you. In here saying, Lord, do something in my life. Do something in my life. Cut away the darkness. God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Cut away that darkness in my life. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, and listen, this is what the Apostle Paul said. <coughs> Excuse me. He said in 1 Corinthians 2, I already read it. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. This is not persuasive words up here. Hallelujah. You ought to be glad with that. What you sense is the power of God on you right now. What you sense, turn around saying, hey, you need to get that right. Hey, you know you need to stop doing that. Hey, you know you need to get in the ministry. Hey, you know you need to quit being so selfish. Hey, you know you need to quit cheating on your spouse. Hey, you know you need to start tithing. Hey, you know you need to quit cheating in this stuff, right? That is the power of the Holy Ghost. It is not persuasive words, and it is not man's wisdom, but it is the anointing of God that's dealing with you right now. Hallelujah. 
Apostle Paul said, and I pray this before every any time I preach, that my preaching would not be with the persuasive words of man's wisdom. But that it would be in the demonstration of the spirit and of power so that the people's faith is not in human wisdom, but it is in the power of the living God. That's what I preach. That's what I teach. That's what I pray. And I see the signs of God doing it. Now, why did the apostle Paul write this? What made the apostle Paul come to this revelation? Before he went into the city of Corinth where he was writing this letter to. Listen carefully. He was in a place called Athens. And in Athens, he stood up and he debated with the greatest minds of the city over gods and over theology. That's where you see in the book of Acts where he said, and I want to talk to you about the unknown God. He stood up and debated with the greatest minds and the apostle Paul welcomed that fight. Why? He had been trained by the greatest. He was educated by the greatest. He was prepared. He was licking his chops saying, oh, you want to debate theology? Come on. Absolute brilliant man studied under the most famous theologians of that day. So, you know, he, he came out with all guns blazing. But the problem is this, that even though he was able to debate with the greatest minds, maybe let's just say he won the debate. There wasn't hardly anybody changed. Read your Bible. Wasn't hardly anybody saved. And I believe the Apostle Paul was sitting back saying, what in the world just happened? I came and I told them from Genesis all the way, all the way to the end of the Old Testament, how Christ, I told them all this. I told them about what all it meant. I debated with them. I turned around and told them how these other gods, they were nothing. And Jehovah was the only God. I debated with them, but nobody was changed. What happened? Watch this. Paul finds himself in the city of Corinth not many days later. And he gets the revelation. And this is what he writes later to him. He says, I made it my business to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. Why? The apostle Paul came to the revelation that it didn't matter how much you knew, it mattered who you knew. It didn't matter how much you could quote, it mattered how did you know Jesus. And when he stood up in Corinth, I'm bringing it back to the gifts of the Holy Ghost, when he stood up in Corinth and he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God showed up and people were healed, saved and delivered and baptized in the Holy Ghost and they get so full of the fire, he has to later write to them, this is how you put order to the fire that you received under the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it had not been for the gifts of the Spirit showing up, he would have had the same thing happen that he did in Athens. But it didn't. He stood up and proclaimed Christ and him crucified. He, he proclaimed the gospel. And the Bible says that many, well, you know, Corinth was so changed by the power of God. We talk a lot of junk on Corinth, but you've got to realize they, there, was, there was hundreds of people, if not thousands of people saved that fast and got filled with the Holy Ghost. They didn't know what to do. So he brings order to it. Pastor, what does this have to do with the gifts of the Spirit? In one city, you see educated knowledge and information present, but no gifts of the Spirit in that city. And you see hardly nobody being saved. In the next city, you see the wisdom of God preached. You see the power of the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit, and many are saved. Which one do you want? Mark chapter 16 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. I need to know, do you believe? And has your belief went from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge that's, that's, that's pouring out into your walk? In my name, they shall cast out devils. I always laugh, you know, and I say this, but jokingly, but I always laugh when people say, I ain't going down there. Y'all casting out devils and stuff. I'm saying, but that's what Jesus did. You don't want Jesus. No, no, I'm telling you, many don't want Jesus. You want heaven, but no Jesus. You want baptism and no repentance. And you want communion and no change. 
That's what you want. That's an American Jesus, not a biblical Jesus. A biblical Jesus says, if you want, if you want eternity, then repent of your sins and you and your household shall be saved. These signs shall follow those who believe in my name or believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Wow, they, yeah, them folk crazy down there. They speak in tongues. This Jesus. Hey, you know, like if you've got a Bible, it's in red. Facebook land, YouTube land. If you've got a Bible, it's in red. They shall take up serpents, and we know that don't mean playing with snakes, so don't go hang out with those people. They're biting them in the face, and they're dying and stuff. It's like, that's what happens when you try to kiss a rattlesnake, man. <laughs> I don't think it's got much to do with your faith as much as it does with your stupidity. Uh, you don't touch rattlesnakes. And you sure don't try to kiss them. But so what it, what it means by taking up serpents is it's saying the things that, that, well, we know that there's a natural illustration of that in the book of Acts. Apostle Paul goes and grabs a, book of, uh, grabs a bundle of sticks. A viper lays on his hand. He shakes it off in the fire. Nothing happens to him. We also know there's a spiritual connotation to that, spiritual application to that. Because the enemy comes to try to poison you with hurt, offense, and bitterness, and anger, and hatred, and put poison inside of your life. And God says, for those who believe in my name, the bite of the enemy will not hurt them. Give the Lord praise. And they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. I don't know about you, but when I read this scripture right here, I see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. You might not see them listed out like they are in 1 Corinthians 12, but they're listed there. You see the protection of God. The Bible says, the Bible says they shall speak with new tongues. There's the vocal gifts. The Bible says they shall cast out devils. There's a revelatory gift because it's discerning of spirits. And the Bible says they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. There you go. That's the action gifts. And Jesus said, I never intended on my gospel being preached without the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory. Some of you getting about three sermons you can preach this week already, ain't you? Now watch this. I'm about done. Mark 16. So then after, after, so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. The gifts of healings. The working of miracles. And the gift of faith. There's so many examples in the Bible. My desire today is that you will hunger. I'm going to teach on it and preach on it next week, these three gifts. Lord willing, Jesus might come back by then. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Now I feel like preaching on Jesus coming back now. Jesus might come back by then. Well, pastor, don't say that. My God, I've got to, I, I wanted to leave here and put my salvation off till next week. You're a fool if you do. Yes, you are. The Bible calls you a fool. I'm not saying you're a fool. The Bible calls you a fool. Amen. The church better come to the realization that Jesus can come back anytime right now. Anytime. And you better be ready. You better be ready. If you ain't ready, you better get ready. But we see these signs and wonders being done everywhere. When Jesus went into a town, listen now, come on, Molly. When Jesus went into a town, they were wondering, man, who is this guy? Think, who does he think he is? This is, this is uh, Joseph's son. It's Mary's son. We know him. 
I remember when he was a booger-eating little young and running around here. I know Jesus. <laughs> they, were so, they were so familiar with him, couldn't receive from him. Oh, I, I know church. I know church. Pastor's going to get up there, he's going to yell, he's going to sweat, he's going to spit. Pastor Andy and the team's going to get up here. They're going to dance around. I know church. And you're so familiar. You don't even know. You're sliding back. You hunger not after the things of God, but after the things of the world. And they're eating at you. They're eating at the incorruptible seed that was so preciously put inside of you. Jesus would come to that city. They say, oh, I know Jesus. I changed his diaper in, in VBS. I know who Jesus is. And Jesus said, I tell you what, many times what he would do is in the middle or after his preaching or, or saying who he was, he would, he would perform a sign or a wonder. Why? Because the truth of God with the power of God brings about belief in God and Jesus said I tell y'all what this is what I'm gonna do y'all go fill those barrels up go fill them to the brim with water bring them back he says now scoop some out and go take it to the headmaster of the wedding watch this we know who Jesus is man Jesus you ain't whatever you trying to claim to be all that? Okay. Y'all stop that funeral over there. In the name of Jesus, get up. And the Bible says a woman, a woman's son got up from dead. They were on the way to bury him. Okay. Yeah, pastor, that's Jesus. Hear me now. He had the same spirit that we have are you telling me I can do what Jesus did yep I am and don't you let none of those religious popsicles tell you any different church I came here today not to teach much to you but to stir your hunger so that when it's impartation time next week, and it will be, you receive from the Lord. You receive from the Lord. I would love when somebody come down here and say, Pastor, I need a creative miracle. Uh, I need a creative miracle. I don't have this organ, and I need this organ. And I'll be like, well, you know what? That's good. I got, I'm on, I got something to do, but there's somebody who works... God has given them the gift of working miracles. They're about to come pray for you. You're going to get your kidney. You're going to get your kidney. The working of miracles. Pastor, my, my daughter, my son's in a crack house. We ain't heard from them in six months. We don't know where they're at. We don't know what they're doing. We, we can't even locate them. Don't know what to do. We need a miracle. Okay, we got some people that God uses in the gifts of miracles. They're going to come pray for you. And in 24 hours, your daughter, your son's coming home. This is what I'm talking about, church. Pastor, I just think you're out there, you, you know, speaking in supernatural land. I am. I am. I'm sick of natural land. My God, I'm going to make me a t-shirt. I'm sick of natural land. It's time for you to step into the supernatural, church. Pastor, we, we have this and... and you know what? I believe that God has given this church a vision and I believe that there's a day where it's going to have its school and it's going to have this and it's going to have that. And pastor, I believe God's just given me some incredible faith for it. Okay, give to faith. Let's start. Pastor, we have somebody and, and they have a baby and they said, don't nothing happen in three days. The baby's going to die. Okay, I'm sending somebody with the gifts of healings. They'll be up there in a few minutes and God's going to raise the baby up. 
you at in this crowd? This is a challenge to this church. Where are you at in this crowd? Where do you want to be? See it, believe it, receive it, and you shall have it. In the name of Jesus, hunger after the spiritual gifts. My God, hunger, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hunger after the spiritual gifts. And see the workings of God in the last days. Listen, if God done this at the beginning of the church, what do you think he'll do at the end of the church? things when the church started? What do you think he'll do when it's at this end? What are you talking about at this end? It's called the dispensation of grace. The church age. It's coming to an end. It's about to be done. When Jesus splits those and, and, and the church is called up, the dispensation of grace is over. It's done. church age is done then right now there's a window open to do great exploits for the kingdom of God hallelujah come on and stand with me in this place let's give the Lord a hand this place. Those of you watching, thank you for watching today. I want everyone to stay. I'm just about done. Those of you watching, thank you for watching. I bless you today. I don't know if they're watching, but I received someone from Indiana yesterday. They've gotten saved and came across my teaching somehow. You may be watching today. I don't know, but in December, they're riding nine hours to come visit this church. If you're watching, keep the fire. I told you there's a famine for the word of God. I told you. Don't. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Don't sit in here. If you're not right with God, don't sit in here week after week after week and push back the bread of life. Partake of it and be changed. Be changed by the power of God. Step into your identity and do what God is calling you to do. But those of you watch, thank you so much. Thank you. I bless you today. Keep hungering after things of God if you're in the South Atlanta area or if you're in wherever you're at and you want to come, come. If you need prayer today, listen, if you're away from God, you better repent now. I can't even tell you that I'll be sitting in a deer stand tomorrow morning. Jesus might come back. I might be in heaven sitting in a deer stand. Anyway. I don't know if Jesus, when Jesus is coming. If you need prayer, we want to pray for you right now. We want to pray for you. You need to repent. Well, pastor, I just don't, I, I just don't think, uh, you know, this and that. And, well, I think I'm right. No, no, you can't think you're right with Jesus. You better know you're right with Jesus. We love you and we bless you today. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.